Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, scumbags. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. With your hosts, Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne. Hello there. It's me. I'm trying to change it I know, up. I know. I know. I really like the variation. It's going to be CBeebies bedtime. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> it's me, Ellie Gibson. Are you feeling tired? Yes. It's <laughs> a long day, aren't we all? Dun, 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 and who dun, dun, are you? Oh, I'm Helen Thorne. Ha ha ha. That's very good. Oh, and our guest today is Esther Manito. Hello, Esther. Hello. I don't have a thing to say. No, but you yeah, just do. You do you. You've got your CBBS thing. And what? welcome, Esther, to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, <laughs> she's now questioning her life choices. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why don't you got me into? <laughs> why don't you introduce yourself, Esther? Who are you, Esther Manito? I'm a stand-up comedian, and that's pretty. And a mum. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. What's that like? <laughs> um, it's lovely because you get lots and lots of judgment, so that's always fun, <laughs> isn't it? Mm. You get lots of people um, in your personal life who are just absolutely in awe of the fact that your husband has to look after children of an evening. His own, his very own his children. Own, very own children. Yeah. It's amazing, yeah. isn't it, that your <laughs> husband looks after his own children while you're just a slag yeah. out there um, <laughs> going to work as, going to as work. people have earning money yeah, yeah earning yeah. money yeah maybe it's... being a little bit happy and then when you talk about it on stage and talk about your kids and stuff it's lovely when people then write to you lovely comments about how they feel sorry for your children and you're just like it's, oh, quite, wow. it's quite a funny old world it's a it? funny old game <laughs> it's a funny old game the uh, fact that they must be very happy people though very secure in themselves mm. if they have like do you know what I'm going to spend some time writing to someone I don't know to tell them that they're doing it wrong I don't know I just feel like we just there's still this whole weird guilt subconscious I think there's still a lot of frustration that maybe you're saying things that other people are like well I haven't been able to say that or I've kept my mouth shut why are you blethering on about it mm. so, yeah yeah. yeah it's a lot of fun sorry I went straight to the next no no let's get there's into lots it of no we love, we're here for a moment Esther we and are is, here for is a moment your, is your husband so Helen and I have previously had let's say different experiences of, of having a male partner uh, when we're doing comedy yes. one of our partners is very supportive and and, and you know likes what we do and is very proud of us and one of our partners was uh, very resentful and uh, yes. unpleasant about the whole thing 
Uh, which category does your partner fall into, <laughs> Esther? I'm now divorced and incredibly okay. happy. I was like... <laughs> So very, very happy. You were like, ah. If you were divorced, I was like, uh, my husband is supportive, but it wasn't always that way. When I first started out, it was a big shock mm. to everyone. And to be fair to my husband, he was a bit like, because my son was five months when I started. And obviously I'm not earning when you start. You're doing the open mics and all the rest yeah. of it. So my husband was just a bit like, sorry, so you're going out three or four nights a week, yeah. getting in at one o'clock in the morning. You're then going to be up breastfeeding and we're all grouchy and knackered and you're not doing this for any money and it's essentially just a hobby that you could do once a week yeah um, and I just was like yeah yeah that's what that yeah, is that's yeah. what that's what's gonna happen yeah and he was like right okay I mean it's really unreasonable and I was like yeah it is but I'm just gonna be a bit selfish was there a compulsion like no because I I had that but I started when my son Charlie was God, what was about yeah 20 months so oh, yeah good but people always say to me like why did you start why did you have this baby and go all right I've got this this baby and now this huge thing I know what I'll do I'll start an entirely new career that as you say is incredibly badly paid yeah. at least to start off with uh, if yeah. not for the whole of your life and go yeah. and drags me out of the house what, did you have a compulsion were you like I've just got this is something I've got to do no so I started with a friend so a friend of mine she said will you come and do a course like comedy course mm. and I thought well, do you know what that's a Sunday it's a six-week course it's a few hours on a Sunday. I'll go and do it. And that at least... Because I did find that after I had my second, I, I kind of shut down mentally a little bit. Mm. I just found myself like going, oh, I don't know how to chat. I don't know if you, oh, <laughs> right. you two had that. But I, So my daughter was two. My son was uh, like three, four months. And I just found that I was sat at a baby group and this mum was trying to have a conversation with me. And in my head, it was a little bit like that bit from Ross in Friends where he's just going, just say anything say anything and I was just looking at this woman going I have nothing I don't want to talk I'm sure you're lovely but I have no opinions on these children like I want my kids to be happy and I love them everything but I don't think this can be it for me so when my friend said to me come and do this course I thought okay well it's creative it's going to get me out of the house it will just be something for my own brain and then after the six weeks you had to do five minutes of stand-up and yeah. I was like oh fuck that I'm not doing that no way because you know I'm, it's not me but then I ended up doing it and that was it just the bug was there and I was like mm. right I'm going to keep on doing it because we've been doing scummy mummies for yeah it's just 10 years this this year and I had had six years off before I got back into comedy because I was doing but it was when my son was 18 months old and just yeah. in the middle of the night going what the fuck am I doing with my life yeah. why I need yeah. something else. I need to... You do find that, don't you? Feel myself yeah. again. Yeah, exactly. It was, yeah, it was a really weird moment of just going, oh, I have no thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, three or four months, though, we will do that yeah. too as well. And having a toddler, and you've got, you've got toddler, that yeah. cumulative tiredness. Like, it's not like you get re, you get reset with the second one. You, you're still carrying the tiredness. Yeah, from you the... do feel permanently hungover. Yeah. And it's like, right now, I should just be in Sensations Crisps and watching Hollyoaks. Like, yeah. that's what should be happening. But I'm not. I'm having to raise these children. Mm. And you, you do feel like you're in that hungover state. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, how old are your kids now? Seven and nine. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're in. Well, I like to. It's quite 
I don't know. Maybe it's quite a sweet. Yeah. Well, it's mm. better than the bit where they can't wipe their own asses or put their own seatbelts on, right? Yeah. But. I saw someone the other day, and I, me, we went out for a, just for a pub lunch, and I saw a dad doing that thing. You know, when they're not quite walking independently, and so they were a couple, and he was just walking this toddler. You know, when he's got two hands. Yeah, 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 the two yeah, fingers. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Just walking up and down, so she could eat, and then he would sit down, and she'd walk them up and down. And I was like, I do not miss that. No. That no. back breaking. You want to move all the time but you can't do it you're just like this and it's always yeah. their eyes across the pub like you do it you do it he's running he's running I'm no, like, I just sat down no, no. and then you have a glass of wine and you're like I don't care anymore yeah we've yeah. talked about this before about how for different people different bits are like I quite like the baby bit even though they didn't sleep I was I'd support and it was lucky but for me the toddler bit that bit the running around the never being able to eat a meal completely or yeah. you know and with the second was the first one would sit in a high chair for hours and hours and the second one was like why the fuck would you sit down? I don't care that we're in a yeah, restaurant. My yeah, like that. <laughs> my daughter would just sit, but my son was just like, uh-huh. he was just like, you know, like salmon when they're just going upstream. He was just yeah. the most thrashiest child. He just thrashed his way from birth. And I was just like, sometimes, you know, you just like, I really, that's <laughs> really bad. I used to fantasise about, you know, that like electrical tape. Yeah, just strap I him like, in. I just want to just strap him like a board. <laughs> yeah, just to stop. <laughs> so that he stop. Was safe, but just to stop. Just, yeah. I literally just moment. hold him, going, "Please, just stop." And he's like, "Got to move, got to move, got to move." Well, but you're <laughs> so getting into the teenage bit, though, Helen, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my, how does that compare? It's it's a different it's a different frustration, I think, and it's hard to sort of equate because they're. You know, with teenagers, I can have really interesting conversations, but then it's like the hormones that you have to deal with. So, like, one day they're really lovely, and the next day it's like, You don't understand. I'm like, I don't understand. I was a teenage girl, and I did do all this sort of stuff. And it's sort of that's the frustration thing. And also, that they call you up for money every day. It's like, Hiya, mom. How are you? How's your dad? I'm like, What do you want? What do you want? It's just all money, money, money. But also, I, I, I stress about How the fact 14. And twelve, 14, and so and 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 then you get the chats about drinks and drugs and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And do you they know, do that now? I thought they're all just into like oh no no no, no. green tea. Oh, no. no 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 no. no. So right. so so they're really curious, and you have to. I I I don't. I I tell them enough of the truth of what they need to hear right now. Right. And and I you know about drugs and things like that. I said yeah, I did smoke some weed and in university and but I was with trusted friends and you know it was organic and it was organic we had a lovely time and it was it was bought ethically yes 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 I I, I, yes from the local farmer no one was yeah yeah we actually had a box we had a weekly box delivered yeah yeah hello fresh yeah yeah (laughs) really nice delivery (laughs) hello fresh yes it's so fresh so 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 all those are things so it's sort of kind of balancing all that sort of stuff but I don't miss being so tired that I, I, you know, contemplated walking in front of a train. Um, like, you know, that, that <laughs> kind of Tiredness like... is something else. I just yeah. used to want to go into a travel lodge. My husband would be like, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, just put me in a travel lodge for just one night. I just want yeah. one night in a travel lodge. And we get, because at the end of our stage show, we get confessions from the audience. And we've had quite a few times things like, oh, I told my husband I was going to my friend's wedding. Uh, but actually, I just went and stayed in a hotel on my own for like 48 hours and then mm. came home yeah. but now I've got a problem because my friend actually is getting married and I've got yeah. like, why are they getting married again I they just got married last that. year yeah. I love that uh, oh, people people join gyms for the crèche uh, and they said well I put my kid in the crèche 
And then I have a shower for a long time and play Candy Crush in a towel. Yeah. And I just sit still. But that, I mean, isn't that indicative? Yeah. Yeah. It's the mental load. And I think this is what my show is talking about, is the fact that we... Is that Hell Hath No Fury? Hell Hath No Fury. I know that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) The buzz. I mean, I've I've, I've had mixed reports. (laughs) But it's basically on that. It's the emotional labour that is just laden subconsciously upon women and the fact that whatever a guy... It's essentially me just having a breakdown for an hour, but it's all the little... <laughs> on all comedy shows, oh, really. No, yeah. there, isn't, there isn't a kind of serious element to it. It is all the little things, all those little things of being a partner and a, and a mother and a woman just that really fucking get on your nerves from getting on the tube to trying to sort your kids out and stuff. But it is the fact that it... Like, whatever my husband does is just a positive. And people are so quick to reinforce that. They're so quick to tell me he's an amazing dad. And I'm just like, that doesn't happen the other way. Mm. Because there is just still this subconscious thing of, it's your job. Yeah, you're the fucking doormat. But that's... I'm like, but let that... If you want that to be my job, then make it a job. Make it something that's respected. Let a woman be a housewife and a mother, but make it respected. Don't then go, right, you also... We now live in an economy where you need two salaries. So you're going to run the house and the children, and you're going to work, and you're going to manage all the other shit, and then I'm going to follow you around the house going... What's the plan? Mm. Every Saturday morning. Where do they need to go? What's the plan? Who are we supposed to Oh, that is so triggering. Oh, my yeah. God. Sorry, I've just gone back a few years. Yeah. You're having a flashback. Oh, my God. I did that in my last show. I literally I did a bit about that because most of the people that come and see me are women. And then they'll come with occasionally with a, with a male partner. And I'll go, I know for a fact that you have not bought the tickets. They've bought the tickets. And that is because if you don't want to be here, then start planning your own social calendar. Yeah. And the amount of times, like the amount of times you have men every Saturday just going, what's the plan? And these women would just go, yes! And oh. you're, it's such a small thing. Yeah. yeah. I remember once I came back, and oh, this is going to be, sorry, quick purge, but um, <laughs> the shopping had been delivered and it was in the middle of the uh, kitchen and then I had to take the kids out to do, you know, a million things. I came back three hours later and the shopping was still in the middle of the kitchen and my ex-husband was sitting on the couch with the iPad and I said, what the and he was like, you didn't tell me to put it away. Yeah. Oh, and I was sorry. Just like, I'm having a flashback and oh, I wasn't even there. So oh, my husband. Oh, it is really that makes it me was, tense. Yeah. See, I had all this when I started comedy. Mm. Of like, when I, I would go out and gig and obviously there were babies then. So I'd come home and I kid you not, there would just be... Do you remember... <laughs> Do you remember? I love the way I'm acting like we were all in the same marriage. Do you remember? <laughs> it feels yeah. like we were. Like <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Oh. You know that mole on his arse cheek? The right arse cheek. You know that mole? The hairy one. You know that thing he likes when he sticks it? No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know when, like, they're little and they would have a bath, but the bath water would be left in? Oh. And then the nappies are on the floor in front of the bath. So I came home and I remember just... I'd come back from a gig and bear in mind that I'd made sure that everything... Because what I oh, did yeah, is yeah, I yeah. nearly broke myself in order to ensure that what I was doing wouldn't impact the children. So I'd like I'd just be awake. So I was gigging at times on like three blow glasses and yeah. like a can of Red Bull. And people would be like, sorry, there's just a bit of blood coming out of your nose. I'm like, yeah, no, it's all fine. <laughs> Everything's under control. I got a list. I got a list. And then I come home and you go and you see all the dirty clothes going up the stairs and the bath water's still filled and the dishes still left in the sink. And he would just be like, you're welcome. The kids are alive. And you're like, oh... You, that's literally in your mind you're like I have gone way beyond the call of duty because I've done a day's work and I've put the kids to bed 
and everything else that surrounds that. Yeah, it's not my it job. That's still waiting and for I you. compare it to now. It's so different now. It's oh. so 50-50 now. And I, and it, and, but that has come from literally just going, you're just going to have to work it out on your own. Well, I was going to say, so <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of people listening to this who, who were that person, right? Who were that person that we've all been at different times. Mine was actually before me and Pete got married. So years ago, before we had kids, um, we actually split up for a bit. And part of that, if not most of that, was to do if I wanted to get married and have kids. And I really liked him. But I was like, I can't, I can't live with you like this. Because he used to like smoke quite a lot, and like I would, I remember the, the the one of the turning points was I went to America for work. I went to LA for like a week, and I came home, and um, we didn't have a dishwasher. We just had a little flat in Forest Hill. We didn't have a dishwasher, and all of every surface in the kitchen was covered with dirty crockery, including the crockery from the meal that I had cooked the night before I left for America. And I was like, you know, when you're like, right, oh just be God. chill. Why do you try and be calm? Them? Don't you try and be like, <laughs> try and be calm. You try and you're not very different from be a me, bitch. Yeah. Just be like, right, let's. All right, I was like, right, let's just make a cup of tea. I literally just got off a plane as well, and I was like, oh I'm just gonna. And I opened the God. cupboard, and there were no mugs. Every of single mug. Isn't. He'd been drinking tea out of a Pyrex jug. <laughs> rather than wash a mug and I looked in the fridge and there was I was like I wash a mug that's fine I looked in the fridge then there was no milk that was in date and um, like I just fuck, we did have a huge fucking row and, and, and he was really defensive he was like why, why are you taking the moral high ground and I was like because that's where I live now I'm going to the garage to get some milk I'm going to sit on the moral high ground for about 15 minutes and when I come back there's gonna be a fucking clean mug for me to have a cup of tea, and luckily there was. But it was it was things like that that built up, and eventually we split up. And when we got back together, we had to have some really serious conversations about. I think why the that's not most okay. infuriating bit though is the bit when they take umbrage at yeah. you getting annoyed. So you come oh. in and go go sorry, because <laughs> you just explain why there is feculence on the carpet. And... <laughs> feculence. <laughs> Marvellous word. I think that's the first time I've had that word on the podcast in ten years. Excellent. And what? And why the children have gone to nursery in Halloween costumes? And it's just straight away like, oh my god! You just like give it. It's just this teenagery response. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, can you respond like a normal human being? Mm. Like it's really defensive because they know, I guess. They know that they've That's, been yeah, yeah, we've sometimes had the defensive bit and then later we've had a little apology where it's like, I knew I was in the wrong. And, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and it's like, 100%, 100%. 100%. But to go back to my question, so what would you say to someone, sorry, we're just moaning again, just yeah. ranting again. How do you change them? For me and Pete, it was we had to sit down and I had to be really honest about this is what I expect and this is what I want. And even then, after we got married and had kids and all that, we kind of had to redo all that because it was mm. like, because I think as well when, when you have babies or certainly for us because one of you is on maternity leave which was me and he was at work I, I did do all the shopping and all the shit and then suddenly when we started working more Helen it was yeah. like no we're going to have to remind each other that actually yeah. the imbalance has crept back in for whatever reason yeah. and we've got to we've got to readjust it like how have you have you managed all that? I think because I was a teacher so uh, I was teaching and then we had the children and then I did a little bit of teaching as I started doing stand-up. So I was working as a teacher, also doing stand-up and had the babies. But I think psychologically, my husband still had these real conventional values of these quite high standards. And it was quite weird because it's like, but if you want these high standards, then that's not on me. Like mm. you're not my CEO. 
Yeah. I don't need to sit down and have an appraisal every now and then. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're your yeah, KPIs, yeah. they're not mine. So uh, to begin with, I had that guilt and I was trying to make sure everything worked, but it literally has just come from, well, you're just going to have to sort that out. I will do, I will literally do 50%. So when I'm in that house, so I'm there every day, I do the school drop-off, school pickup. I will do that. I will 100% cover that. I'll cook the dinner. It, that's all fine. But when it's you taking over, you can manage them. Because I had a lot of well, um, where I used to come home and he'd be like, oh, you're in trouble now, mum's home. Right, can I just tell you what they've been doing? And I'm like, no, I don't have to come home and bother the kids and be the police. You're yeah. in trouble now, mum's home. I'm like, what are you, no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and it has. It's taken, what have I been doing? Seven years. Yeah. So it's taken probably, I reckon, in the last three, four years since I'm now earning an equal to him. Yeah. And it's now, like, my career. It definitely mm. has changed things a lot. But it has been, you're just going to have to sort that out. Yeah. I've had the phone calls in Edinburgh going, where is... Tiffy McFiggins or whatever and you're like do you know what I'm just about to go on stage you're just going to have to sort this absolute yeah. crisis no one's going to die yeah. really no, no one's, one's going to die. die it's yeah. going to be okay yeah. yeah yeah I think that but that's but that's good and, and it's good that you can work that out because I, yeah I uh, I found that very difficult but also what was really reassuring and I've, I've said this to Ellie and Pete many times is that um, I was always showed that there was an, another way that there was another couple living exactly the same. Like Ellie and I were going away for exactly the same amount of time away from her husband. One husband coped very well, and another co- husband had an affair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you look like standards. <laughs> She's rich. Oh, mate, you don't even know the half of it. <laughs> he coped very well. He just he just put his put himself into something else. Yes, so to speak. He poured all his energies into. Jesus. Yeah, but it's, it's interesting how people respond to stress. Or, yeah. or, or, or just not but also feeling quite threatened maybe mm. like the fact that you're doing that it's suddenly like well does that make me less of a man because I'm at home with children so now I need to feel really empowered and whereas or some kind think, of certificate or medal really patronising to men as well so yeah. we're kind of like there's always this culture of like oh he's so good he's so amazing and I'm like well no he's not a child he yeah. can pack a fucking pack lunch yeah you know we don't have to give him a certificate because he managed to put his kids socks on like mm. Why are we underestimating so much? Yeah, it's interesting because I'm I'm one of five children. I've got three brothers, and I remember my mum ringing me up and bearing in mind all my family's in Australia and and anyway, and I'm I'm bringing up my children largely by myself. And she rings me up and said, "Your brother made his daughter's spaghetti bolognese the other day." I'm like, <laughs> "He is amazing. He's so." I'm like. What a keeper! Three three meals, snacks. I'm, I'm doing all the cleaning, but no big news, everyone. Pop it in the Christmas letter, yeah. <laughs> and maybe not. But I'm guessing maybe uh, he's dirtied every single pan in the kitchen. <laughs> he's four packets of mints at a cost of five ninety yeah. nine each. Yeah, and and spaghetti bolognese costs seventy four pounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything was bought for at the deli rather than in uh, Aldi. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to go back to what you said about, you know, I don't want you to be the CEO. You don't want your partner to be the CEO giving you an appraisal. But I've had sort of almost the opposite conversation with Pete sometimes where I've gone, I don't want to be the CEO. Mm. I don't want to be the person in charge of delegating. Because he'll be like, well, tell me what to do. You know, what do you need? I'll help you. He's not a bad dude. You know, he's, he's a yeah. feminist. He does want to do his share of the work. But he used to want me to identify exactly what that was and re- when it was required by. And as we know, that's that's a whole other job in itself. 
around. Yeah, but you've got to manage somebody else. Yeah. No, I can't be doing with that. I really can't. And I used to do it. I used to do it all the time. And even now sometimes I find myself, before I go to gigs, I'm like, right, you've got a birthday party. Let me pre-wrap mm. the present. I'll leave the present on the... I mean, not to a horrific extent. I have seen other women when they've literally just left out the instructions in so much detail with every day what a child needs if they're going to be away for a couple of days with you know going away with friends for a weekend or something and I'm like no I can't live like that I can't live like that so you're just going to have to manage it on yeah. your own yeah but when, then you're in two places at once you know you can't fully you know you're like going but have they not read that or you know it's yeah. also really unattractive mm. yeah it's really yeah. unattractive to have to manage somebody like they're a child. It's like... It's I, not sexy. I, yeah. I don't want to have sex with somebody that I also have to fucking burp. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do your own burps. That's yeah. hot. That's really hot. That shit. <laughs> yeah. And, but that presence thing makes me think of, like, we've had to come up with, like, practical divisions of labour, like, rules, which sounds so boring and, again, not sexy. No. But to make it work, so for presents... I buy the presents for the kids, for the parties and all that. I don't mind doing that because it's something I can do online when we're on tour. Yes, yeah. And I remember vaguely what we got kids last year or vaguely what they're into. Mm. Um, But the deal is I buy them and then he wraps them. And that seems to... Stuff like that seems to work. But having said that, at the weekend I fucked up and I hadn't got India present. It was my son Charlie's birthday the day before. So India's dad turns up with this child, drops him off, and he gives me a card and like £15. And he's like, um, I really fucked up. I was supposed to get the present, but I'm really hungover and I didn't get the present and I, fe- I even forgot to put the money in the card. <laughs> I was like, that's all right, mate. Don't worry. We got this. Yeah. We're fine. And off he went. And then the next day, it was Indy's birthday party and I was like, shit, Charlie, where's that £15? I need it. I need it. So we just gave the same £15 back to Indy. That's, <laughs> that's fucking like, awesome. Just that's a lifer. Just that sort of that's it is. Like but the, now we yeah. owe my 12-year-old son £15. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just keep passing it back and forward. Oh, but yeah, sorry. but I love a life hack. Have you got any life hacks, Helen, for dealing with all that? Oh, well, now you're, now you're a single mum. Like, you must have had to come up with different systems and stuff. Or is it not that different because you were doing it all anyway on your fucking own before? I, 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 just, I just don't sit down. I just, I, just, no. I just don't sit down anymore. That's the main thing. But also, I really love that I make my children do more things because I go, I'm really fucking tired. That's, uh, yeah. And if I said, I want to be in bed by 10... Uh, and I will be in bed by ten. You stay up. You'll be tired at school, and you'll be you'll be fucked. But I'm going to go to bed about ten. So like last night, I was like Hugo, um, you're either going to do the dishes or you're going to do hang out the washing. What are you going to do? He's like, oh, I'm going to do the dishes. So he put away the dishes while oh, I right. I hang out the hung out the washing, and we had a chat and all that sort of stuff. But we were both doing jobs at exactly the same time. Because what I don't like if I'm doing the dishes or jobs and I'm just huffy puffy so then that's resentful I'm God, like mine too are so slobby they're but they're so, seven and they're, nine they're seven and nine so no offence but they're fucking idiots you know yeah, they all are you know you're age. just like can you just pick one thing up <laughs> just like, and then they're always like trailing their hands along the wall oh, and sticky. you're like just yeah. everything is just literally before you came today I went round this morning with a magic eraser and was because we had eight boys for a sleepover on Saturday oh so I literally was going around the house just wiping off muddy print muddy mm. print muddy I was like it looked like they'd gone out rubbed their hands in the flower beds and then just come in and like mime artists <laughs> just like all along the wall years ago me and my husband owned a flat and then uh, we were renting it out and we turned, so we decided to sell the flat. So we turned up to clean the flat before we put it on the market mm. and we rented it to a single guy who was a mechanic. 
and um, I was like, none of the lights work. What? Like none of the lights, none of, none of the lights going on. And then I looked at the walls, and the walls just had thick, like thick black hand marks all along. And I said to Neil, those light bulbs have gone out, and instead of buying new light bulbs, he's come in from work and just felt his way oh my God. around the living room and the kitchen because the only light that worked was in the bedroom. So he's oh literally just, God. oh, I'll open the fridge door. If I can get to the fridge door, I'll open that, get some food out, and then and I'll work my light. way back, and then there's... It's like CSI. <laughs> and you're like, the unpleasantness you're prepared to endure yeah. just to not change. And yeah. you're talking, this is a mechanic. This is a guy who can grow. He's got skills. He's, He's got, got skills. skills. He can change a light bulb. No. 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 How many, just how many does it take? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to live oh. like something from, I don't know. It's just exhausting. Bird Box. What's it, it called, that film? Oh, it it's B- Sandra Bullock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not I mean, it's great for the environment. It's really cutting down on emissions. <laughs> oh. He's doing his part. He really oh. is. But let's talk about your living situation. Sorry, yeah. So am I right that you live with your dad? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. How's that? Because we spend a lot of time with my dad. Yes. He's our roadie a lot of the time. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we see right. him for a lot of time every week. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes three or four nights a week with, with Ellie's dad. He's very Sometimes he's in a van for up to six hours. It's, yeah. it's intense. But, but he's, he's up for that. you know, yeah. no, he's well up for it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's lovely. So, yeah. No, your, no. What's, what's he like? Um, he is incredibly sweet. He's an incredible grandfather. Um, but he's very cut off from what I do. It's, I don't think he fully gets it. He's just like, she goes off and does that. Yeah, yeah. I just don't really know what that is. And does he help your husband? Can they, can they team parent? They're really funny because it is sometimes like they're bickering, like they're a married couple. And sometimes my husband will be like, do you know what? I didn't actually sign up to marry a 78 year old Lebanese man. I, yeah. I seem to find it in the fine print of our marriage certificate that it, for sickness, health. So uh, I'm trying to do the shopping and I've got the kids yapping on and your dad's behind me going, no, 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 I want this, I want that. And I'm just like losing my mind. So how much of an influence has the Lebanese element been on your, your upbringing, your own parenting oh, now? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, because I only really have relationships with my Lebanese side. Um um, I, I see my mum, but I don't really have a lot of um, connections to my mum's side. So everything's been always on my dad's side. And so the kids are very aware of that part of their heritage. And I'd say more so than other kids that are only a quarter of something. They definitely have a lot. Like they eat the food a lot and they hear, you know, Arabic spoken in the house. And so they're a lot more aware of it. But um, I think in a way it's made them just use because I was so my dad when I was growing up he would just yell all the time so to the point where the yelling kind of didn't mean anything anymore you know mm. someone's just always screaming so in a way I've inherited that yeah so when their friends come round and I'll just be like constantly ah, and they're just like they just turn to their friends and go oh, just she'll carry on don't worry just we'll crack on and their friends are like oh god your mum just doesn't like shut up and they're just like yeah yeah no don't worry about it <laughs> She had an Irish dad who would yes. just constantly just fucking shout. Yeah. All the, but even I became totally inured yeah. to it. I was just like, yeah. oh yeah, he's off again. It's fine. And because my dad will still sometimes treat me like I'm a child, like he'll just come in, like he always just slapped me around the head as from a kid. He would just wow. do it all the time. So what? It's a sign of like 
affection or as a punishment or no, just just like just to kind of get my attention or whatever so sometimes <laughs> i'll just be sat there watching the tv and he just comes in and belts you around the head and you're just like wow dad you know and i'm 40 yeah <laughs> oh, how about so, hello cindy v on who said that when her mum was upset with her she used to hit herself on the head with a tea tray like i don't know what you're supposed to do oh no that's that. a no arabs do that as well oh, oh really that's okay. an, yeah i didn't have an arab mother but arab mother so my aunts and stuff do that so if your children were naughty you would beat yourself like look look how upset you've made me i'm i'm punishing myself wow. so you then have got the guilt that not only have you done wrong you're now inflicting pain on your mother but you, you don't engage in i that don't practice. beat myself i don't know <laughs> That's not something you change up around the culture. That's a life hack. Just get yourself a kitchen tray and uh, work the tree. I like a chopping board. Yeah, uh, not such a clattery yeah. noise. Uh, just yeah. smashing yourself over the head with a frying pan. Look what you've made me done. And Mum's in hospital again. Um, no, I didn't pick up on that, but I think they're quite. But my dad was—he was never—he was never aggressive, never violent. But he would do things like he was quite lazy as well in terms of um, disciplining. So he, we used to get a lot of. I'm going to put my fist out, just run towards it, because I can't be bothered to smack you. <laughs> but do you, do you enjoy living with him? Yeah, I mean, it's got it's got its positives, it's got its negatives, but, you know, you just muddle along, it's family dynamics. And in mm. a way, I'm quite good, I'm quite glad that the children are seeing that as well, because mm. then they will probably feel guilty enough to make me, well, have me live with them when I'm old. <laughs> yeah, <that sounds laughs> so it's all just about how, yeah, that's a life hack. Yeah. Bring in an old person, <laughs> any old person, and then just get them to live with you, and then your kids will then uh, want you to live with them. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, my, at the moment, it's my mum quite poorly, that um, my older brother and my older sister are, are, li- are living with my mum and looking after her. And my older brother said, yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping my daughters do the same when I'm older. I'm like bank on it i wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't expect it yeah I, I don't i won't expect my children to look after me. i don't think they will no no I don't, and i don't know if i'd want to they'll be robots by then but they'll i think be... it was that thing of like when my parents got a divorce my dad just literally you know as we've just spoken about you know what's the plan he literally just turned to me and went right 
you can just be my wife now. And I was like, oh, great. So you're just going to move in with me. And so now I've got you and my husband following me around going, what's the plan? It's like, no, no. Ah, <laughs> I need to write some comedy about this and get the fuck away from you both. <laughs> Oh, what a in. gift to you, though! Like it's slap like... you around the head and just go. What's the plan? No, oh. does he cook? Is he? What... Oh, he's an amazing cook. Fantastic, I, and, I... and he is brilliant with the kids from the moment they were born. He, I, I, no, I mean all the parents at school. They're all just like the way your dad is with those children. Like from the moment they they were little, he was changing nappies. He oh, was, you know, awesome. rocking them to sleep. He was, he was. You know, he was incredible. So I was yeah. really, really lucky. Yeah, my dad's good like that. Although he does have his own parenting style. I remember he babysat for us once when Jay was about two, I think. And we got back at like half ten, eleven. And uh, they were just sitting here on the sofa watching Die Hard 2. <laughs> he was like, oh, he couldn't sleep. And I was like... Yeah, but that's you don't. The two-year-old says they can't sleep. You don't go. Fair enough. There's a Bruce Willis film on. You didn't. You can no, share my okay. beer. Yeah, no, fine. It's like Modern Family when he's like, "Look, she just really finds Scarface soothing." Ah, <laughs> uh, that sounds like my my dad's eighty-seven, so he's a slightly different generation. And I remember when Hugo was one and just started walking. Um, and I said, oh, Dad, and they, he wasn't sleeping. And I said, look, I just, I was back in Australia. And I said, I just need a shower for five minutes. Can you just, just, just look up, just look after him. Anyway, so I have a shower, come out, open the door. And he said, don't worry, I'll find him. Have you ever had that panic where you're looking after someone else's child? Because I remember I had my, oh, we horrible. used to have this, we've had it, our whole kitchen redone now. But we had this like, cr- I don't know how to say the word. Enclave? Yeah. Okay. Enclave, right? So we had this like uh, tumble dryer, and then behind the tumble dryer was an enclave. So my two found it really funny that they could get in there, oh. and I couldn't get to them. But they were like, you know, three and four or whatever at the time. But then I had my goddaughter, and she was only like a year, oh, and no. little, they, little. they were little, and they'd gone f- to a wedding, and they called me from the wedding, going, "Is everything okay?" And um, oh, my two were just crying. I was like, "Yeah, no, everything's fine." She's stuck behind the tumble dryer. Oh god! She's behind the tumble dryer. And I can't get her out. I was like, no, everything's absolutely fine. She's like, right, she's so cute. And she's just sat there behind the tumble dryer going, yeah, I'm not going to come out, actually. It's warm back here. You Is know, that when you have to like line up the um, the Haribo or you just like anything, anything to come I out? I was literally bribing my children going, please. And they just, she had, you know, she had a nappy on. So she had the big old nappy cushion bum. And my son just had to go behind her and just like push her really, oh, really yeah. firmly to get out of the enclave. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. They're like, oh, thanks so much for looking after her. I was like, yeah, no, fine. She totally didn't get stuck in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it was all good. Oh. So you, you've done Hell Hath No Fury. But I want to ask you, because I haven't seen your previous show, which was Hashtag Not All Men. So Hashtag Not All Men came from um, the Hashtag Not All Men. It came from, I put a tweet out about a guy masturbating on the train and... Um, a guy, very angry guy, he replied to me at Esmanito, hashtag not all men. And I just thought, what an interesting reaction mm. to that tweet that if we go, this guy's committed a, a crime, that our instant reaction is going, well, we're not all like that. And it's like, wow, okay, that's very telling about you because no one... No one said uh, that. No yeah. one said that. Yeah. And so the whole show was just about masculinity and different types of masculinity. Um, and in particular, growing up in Essex... You know, especially during the time of the Gulf War, um, the whole constant um, barrage of media representation of Arab men was just they're violent, they're savage. And obviously I had this man, you know, bringing me up who was loving and kind and sweet. So that didn't comply. But then we had the 90s lad culture. So I was 
being told all these messages that Arab men are really backward, but then growing up in 90s Essex where it was all like lads, lads, lads and, mm. you know, get your tits out type of mags. Mm. And I was like, well, that doesn't really, that doesn't feel like I'm really liberated at the moment. Mm. So it was just about, yeah, it was about masculinity and the conflict of those two. Yeah. and it's, You know, those banty topics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People are pretty reasonable yeah. when it comes to masculinity, I've found this you want about <laughs> Listen, now. I think I've, I think there's a whole sitcom and I think my dad and your dad should move in together but in like a house between our houses I think that would be a sitcom and there's just doors between the houses and there's an old white man and an old Lebanese man trying to make it work yeah <laughs> absolutely I think that's top bants <laughs> trying to make it work like it's a marriage yeah, yeah, yeah my yeah. dad just storming out going he has left that bath Filled with filthy water. <laughs> yes, again. <laughs> I think it'd be amazing. Oh, so so your new show, Esther, what, what's the deal with the tour and all of that? What's going on? So I'm kicking off at Soho Theatre on the 17th, 18th and 19th of August. And then I shall be off doing 10 different cities up and down the UK up until the end of October. And you're doing some of my favourite rooms. You're doing the stand in Glasgow and in Edinburgh, is that yeah, right? Yeah, doing the and, stand and in And the Edinburgh. Glee Club in Birmingham, I saw. Yes, lovely. Glee Birmingham, stand in Edinburgh, stand in Glasgow, stand in Newcastle. Yeah. Um, I think Leeds, Oxford, Bristol... South End. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. What I like about being in double act, obviously we go off an hour in the scum when we two of our with Ellie's dad. Uh we like an after show curry. This is our tradition. Oh that's so nice. Uh, and then we yeah, so and Ellie, Ellie's dad um, gives us a little critique of the show, how yeah. his own sit went. Oh that's yeah. always fun. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it? That's always fun. I think what you should I love I love when we we used to finish with dirty dancing. I was Patrick Swayze, obviously, and I lifted Ellie up at the end. Well, it was, but you remember, it was before we did it, he saw us rehearse it in the pub at the sound yeah. check, and we'd known it was a preview, so we'd not done mm. it before. And he was like, What, that, that song there, what is it when you, she lifts you up? What's that from? And I was like, That's Dirty Dancing, Dad. That's from the film. And he's like, Dirty Dancing? Oh, I don't think I've seen it. No I, one would have heard of that. He's like, I don't think that's going to go down. No one's going to get that. And I was like, they, they really are, Dad. It's mostly middle-aged women. There's no... I promise you, there's no one in the pub who hasn't yeah, seen Yeah, as soon as you hear... Literally the bum, only film bum, on this bum, planet bum. that every single middle-aged yeah. woman knows Just, is yeah, Dirty yeah. Dancing. Yeah, but yeah. I love the, the fact that he's, he's like, like, no, no. He's no, like, have no, you like, thought about Die Hard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Citizen Kane's a good film, isn't it? You know? But but to be fair, we then no, no, did no. the show, and of course it went. It blew the roof off. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved it because you lift me up at the end. It was all hilarious. Yes. It was all great. And to be fair, he came up and he went, "You were you were completely right. You're completely right, girls. No, yeah. that was brilliant. That was bloody brilliant. I don't understand it, but they liked it. That's what matters." <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I did well, when I did live at the Apollo, and at the end, when I said, "Right, I've got to go now," and there was this huge round. I mean, it was unbelievable, but it was a huge round of applause. And my dad afterwards went you just stood there (laughs) why did you just stand there and I was like and my husband was like because she just had this huge round of applause like what she's supposed to do and he's going yeah no I was like I love the fact that's the only thing you have to say to me (laughs) shall we do the scummy mummy confessions I've got yeah I've got a feeling I'm going to be judged quite harshly so we went to Thorpe Park um, me and my husband and the children and we wanted to go on the Nemesis Uh, but my son who was seven so this isn't that long ago was a little bit too small and so we tried to get on and they said no um he's too small so we went away and then when they changed the staff over (gasps) we filled his shoes with (laughs) napkins 
No. That's amazing. And then he was really like, I don't want to do this. And oh. we were like, we really want to go on the Nemesis. <laughs> so he was walking like a deer that had just learned to walk. It was like seeing him walk in stilettos. He was all wobbling. To his was, doom. To his doom. Oh. And then when we got there, mm-hmm. the guy was like, no. <laughs> That child just has loads of napkins in their shoes. <laughs> ah, this is not his fucking first rodeo. So then me and my husband, me and Neil, we were so dejected that my daughter just went, just get us an ice cream and put us on this bench. You and dad just go. <laughs> and so we ended up then going back to the to the guy and he was like, sorry, where are your children now? And we were like, oh, they're over there. And he's like, so you've literally dumped your kids. And Neil was like, Mate, do you know how expensive... We, like, it's so expensive to get in here. So there is no way I'm not going on Nemesis. So we went round and round the Nemesis. And um, when we came home, my dad was like, so did you have fun? And my daughter was like, yeah, no, it's really good to sit on a bench and watch your parents have a, like, actually laugh because they refuse to go on age appropriate. And the guy was going to us, do you realise these safety measures are for their safety? And I felt very shamed oh. and really embarrassed. I was oh. like, no, I do understand that. Yeah, no, but it's exactly. also a lot of money, and I want to make use of all the rides. Yeah, exactly. So and he was only a fraction off. Be fine. fine. Absolutely. There's the margins of you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's reminded me of a, a similar, though not as good, uh, <laughs> theme park story where um, my life hack actually of going to a theme park is go with another family. Uh, if you really like the rides, I really like the big rides. Go with another family who are really scared of rides, and then they have to look oh, after the children. Yes. So we went with our other radio, miserable Steve. Hill. Oh, he's got he's got um, a pathological fear of most. Hates things. heights. Yeah, afraid of heights. Harriet, his partner, she's not keen on the rides either. And so little George had not really been on any. But we were like, yeah, let's go on Swarm. It'll be fine, George. It'll be fine. And George and Charlie are the same age. So Charlie's like, come on, mate. And George is like, uh. Okay, and we were like, it's fine, it's fine. Here's Joe, you take the little one, you go over and look after him. Yeah. We'll go on this ride. By the time we got to the front of this queue, George was like the colour of paper. He was just white, oh. whiter than I've ever seen him. But at that point, we could, there was no, he had to get on the ride. We couldn't just. Bought the ticket, yeah. took the ride. And it was someone yeah. else's child, so we couldn't even go go and sit on that bench. It was like, yeah. hey, this is what we're doing, George. <laughs> Right. Fine. and then we went on and you know they take a <laughs> picture of you there's a picture she's <laughs> laughing because she's seen it there's this God. picture of like me going ah and George looking like a Victorian ghost child screaming just like ah! Victorian ghost child <laughs> it's just making oh, memories and we, had, we then had to deliver this shaking white faced child oh. to his parents going he told you he'd have a lovely time <laughs> oh no and George was like I'm never doing that again no <laughs> well at least he's you know experienced it and now he knows what he likes exactly mm, yeah. exactly and then weirdly later on in the day I, and then it ended up I just went on because my husband's not a massive fan so I just went on all the really hardcore rides on my own really like a really sad old twat but there were many adults there were many adults were plenty of adults and they all had a nice time and then George and Charlie got really into the walking dead ride and I was like alright oh, so you're fine with like undead people looming out of the yeah. fucking dark whereas I find that unpleasant I, yeah I'd find that unpleasant but, you know kids eh last weekend I went away for the first weekend with my with my boyfriend and on the way there I remembered that I had really long nipple hair so I bought some tweezers without checking out the price boots uh, £14. Oh, were they tweezer mans? Yes. Uh, they're the mm. best ones, but they're very expensive. But you pay for quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pink ones in the tube. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Anyway, so there I was on the way to to my seaside weekend away. And I was like, 
I just have to excuse myself and go to the loo. And I plucked my nipples hairs before I arrived. I was like, this is the life I lead. Uh, I can get my so nips ready sexy. for the for the sexy weekend. But yeah, they're very long, the nipple hairs, if you look. And then, cause I, I don't know. wear, I, usually I'm not wearing my glasses when I look at my own boobs, you know? So, and then just to keep, the other day I was like, nipple what the grooming. fucking, it's like a spider. Like oh, it was really? like, like eight legs like coming out from the... No, chin hairs with me. That's Is it? I get a big chin yeah. I've got out that mole. Oh, I get loads. Yeah, oh, mm, I had... Loads. Well, the other day I went for a lip a lip uh, wax and, and she said, and the chin too? And I was like, oh, oh that's good. Fine. Yeah, that's... that's fine. I once went for a bikini wax and the woman just looked straight down at my crutch, not my face, not my name, just looked at my crutch and she went, are you Turkish? <laughs> oh! Wow! <laughs> Lebanese, actually, but yeah, we've all got very thick hair consistency. What, it growing the shape of the flag? Why does she? I mean, she Jesus. must have just assumed because I live in an area that's quite Turkish. But she must have just assumed she was just, oh, are you Turkish? And I was like, don't what? say that based on my pubic hair. Right? That, that's just... a whole new weird kind of racism I've wow. never even thought. It's like about. reading the tea leaves. Oh. <laughs> She's like, oh yes, I can sense. Oh. <laughs> new changes are coming. Your Did tour you... will go well. Oh. I can sense it in your pubic reading. Oh my god! Oh, I thought I found my first grey pube oh it's, it's, it's like, alarming the moment I thought I found and I was like oh my god and it's enormous it's so long and it's really and long and I was really like thick. oh no it's a hair off my head that's, that's fallen onto down. my pubes oh, okay. I was quite relieved <laughs> just oh. the length was astonishing I know I'm only white bearded in the under undercarriage not on the top bush just in the in the in the under bits. Oh, I haven't had a proper oh, so look down there. Like goatee. Yes, got a bit yes, of a David guest. <laughs> yes, a little little whisk. <laughs> Salt and pepper down yeah. below, oh, but our yeah. cappuccino. Oh, you know, no. like an got a bit George Clooney down there. Yes, oh, yes, yeah. George yeah, Clooney yeah. or, yeah. or Jeremy Beadle. <laughs> 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 anyway, it's, as always, it's gone a bit south. Uh, gone a bit blue. But I think your it. boyfriend should really appreciate the nipple grooming. Has he yeah, plucked his, he nipple plucked his nipples? Yeah. Exactly. I, I didn't notice. Uh, but it Imagine if you just said it to him. Just yeah. said it to him, matter of fact. Imagine, wouldn't that be I'm nice just going to nip out his... here and pluck my nipples, and just... then I'll be back ready for sex. You up for it? Yeah, yeah. Is that give right? me five to five yeah. to eight minutes. I'll just <laughs> give me give me thirty minutes. <laughs> You're literally strumming up a lawnmower. Just give me a good half No, hour. no, I'll be good. Yeah, no, no, just one episode of Ted Lesser, that's fine. Um, oh, yeah, anyway, I just thought, that's that's some real life, you know? True, yeah. true stories. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Thank that's you for right. sharing. I'm, but I'm, I'm now glad for the investment. You know, sometimes those impulse purchases at the railway station of the tweezers... You know, it's got to be done. Mate. You've got to have these conversations as well, like because my daughter, she's now coming up to the age of puberty, so her body's changing. And when I started talking to her about the fact, that, you know, you're going to get boobs, she burst into tears and she went, "Oh my god, am I going to wake up with boobs like yours?" <laughs> because in her mind, she thought she was still going to have this little body, oh. but then these like the saggy, yeah. sag- well, not no, mine, like- mine are like I, I now like I looked at my boobs the other day. So if you've got a raw sausage and just Flattened it. it. Yeah, flattened it. That's what my boobs Mine are like. like just two pita breads that have been glued to my front. Yes, yes. Just <laughs> With just like flat. two raisins. Yes, yes. Or just like a, you know, like if you sliced a chorizo yeah. that length way, that way, yeah. just on top there. And just, they're just like yeah. flappy, little flappy. Oh. Flappy, flappy boobs. Yeah. Mine are like panna cotta, but Ooh. then the nipples are like champagne cork sticking oh, out. Oh, wow. So, so you've like, got like gonna... a Marion Antoinette breast. I don't no, know. No, she's got fucking excellent boobs. I've seen them They're all so right, but the times. nipples are extraordinary. So, oh, yeah. that's fun. Like a pepperoni on a, on a plate of jelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're welcome. Oh, lovely. You are writing, welcome, listeners. Writing some pornography. Um, uh, yes. Pornography. Right, now that you're you'd like to, If you'd like to tell us about your breasts, why not write in? <laughs> we'll have a lovely time. Pictures welcome. Uh, podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, well, there we go. Excellent confession. Thank you very much, Esther. And once again, your show is called... Hell hath no fury. Yes, and it's all around the country. It so is, yeah. yeah. Where do people go to get tickets? You can and go that? to my Instagram or just type in Esther Manito tour tickets. It will pop up. Oh, Esther, it's been so lovely. Thank, Thank you, for you coming so much for having me. It's been so much fun. Um, uh, and yeah, that's it from us for now. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye. Um. What are you talking about? Horses, all, all horses' all, birthdays. All, all, all horses' birthdays, I think the 1st of August. Says fucking who? The horses? The 1st of August is, each year is the date all horses in the Southern Hemisphere are judged to turn one year older, no matter their actual falling date. So it's not their, their birthday. But that's, that's, this is implemented to achieve a uniform date for all equestrian pursuits and was introduced because of the historical lack of records of actual falling dates. Right, so if a horse is born Happy on the 31st horses. of December, yeah. it's one the next day. No, it's 1st no, of August. Oh, sorry, if, all right, yes. right, that, if it's born on the 31st of July and it's... yeah. The next day it's yeah, one. Yeah, that's 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 horseshit. Is what it's, that is. You're really. very welcome. What absolute nonsense! But I can't get that out of my head. Every time but someone how says, did you know it's that?" Like, it's because someone because someone's birthday was the first of August, and they said, "Oh, but it's also the horse's birthday." But all horses. You we're looking at your calendar. It did look like you had that saved in your calendar. Do you have that saved in your calendar? No, it's in my mind. Oh, it's because you opened <laughs> your calendar and went, oh, it's all horses' birthday, which is why I, I was like, oh, it's your child's... Oh, horses, yes, it's my birthday. You don't birthday. even like horses. I know, but I can't get out of my head. when it's their birthday? I know, but it's sort of like a car crash. It's like I can't look away. I'm like, ah. Oh, someone, someone, someone says the first of August. Like, but it's the horse's birthday. Well, we do all... she's got a picture of a horse with a hat on. <laughs> Oh no! Happy got, horse's birthday! Happy yes, horse's birthday. Yeah, what about August. snakes? When's their birthday? Don't know. It's like the Queen's Otters. birthday. It's not really her birthday. Although now she's dead. Sorry, but anyway, apologies. And why is it only the Southern Hemisphere? The Northern is the Northern Hemisphere on the first of January, or is it they just don't have one? Oh, yeah, why the Southern Hemisphere? I don't know. I don't only know the Southern. I'm, I'm my specialist subject for mastermind is a horse's birthday. Wait a minute. I'm googling it now. It says every thoroughbred horse in the Northern Hemisphere has the same birthday. January the 1st. So the universal birthday is August the 1st in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. So mental. That's fucking stupid. Well, come and see Esther's show. <laughs> <laughs> it's called All Horses. All Horses, all the time. Just, Hashtag just, not all horses. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.